moving into AIM, this is where we start to look at, well, now I know what my talents are. Now I know that my top five are the most intense ones. This is what they are. What am I going to do with them? The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello. It's Christine. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host and I'm here with Mark Brown, who's calling in from the UK. Hello, Mark. Welcome back. Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me back. It seems, it seems like it's been a while since we, we last spoke. Yes, yes, it, it does seem. Uh, time goes uh, by so fast as well. And everyone um, who hasn't listened to the first three episodes with Mark, you should do so because we are talking about selling with your strengths. And really to understand what we're talking about today, you should listen to um, the first three episodes, which was a lot about introductions. But then we talked about the name place, the, um, the claim phase. And this week, it's all about the aim phase. So, Mark, do you want to tell us a bit more about aiming, <laughs> selling with your Yes, I will. Thanks, thanks, Christine. So, so we're now at the at the point where we these talents that we've identified, the most intense ones, are definitely ours. So, we definitely own those. We claim those as ours. That's really important that we do that, and that I help people to do that. And moving into aim. This is where we start to look at, well, now I know what my talents are. Now I know that my top five are the most intense ones. This is what they are. What am I going to do with them? And this is when we set out right at the start. This was why we did it. The reason that we identified the, the most intense talents is so that we can now point them towards what it is we'd like to achieve. Now that could be a whole array, almost anything that someone wants to achieve. It, it, it can be in there. So it could be things like getting a new job. It could be that. It could be, how do I get promoted? It could be, how do I get to overcome some of those challenges that I've got within the role that I'm in now? So in, in a sales role, how do I overcome some of the challenges that I have with customers or I have with colleagues or maybe that I even have with my manager, my sales manager? And the great news is, is that whatever your most intense talents are, they can be pointed towards helping you overcome or achieve whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And now that we, we actually own our talents, one thing becomes very apparent when, when I work with people is that almost straight away, but certainly after a week or two weeks of looking at them after we've claimed them, is people's confidence starts to grow. So where people might not have been that confident in themselves before, we're now starting to see that people are growing in confidence because they know that they've got something to offer and because they know that what they've got can be great. So 
what we can now do is we can now say, well, how can I use my talents to overcome that particular challenge? So, so one, one particular salesperson that I've, I've worked with for some time now, one of, one of her challenges was objection handling. So handling customer objections, particularly the ones that arise near the end of the sale, which are often around the financials, that some of the time we might not actually get the real objection from the customer. It might be some, there might be something there that the customer didn't really want to, want to express, but they wanted to give themselves the opportunity of not sitting in front of a salesperson any longer. So one of the things that Ray, her name is, one of the things that Ray identified was this was one of her challenges in sales. One of her challenges was the end of the sale and particularly this objection handling phase. So Ray had been given some training internally within her business and worked with the methodology within the business. And what she'd found out is, is that it didn't really suit her. It didn't really fit with her. And she felt that actually when she got there, it was really awkward. She felt really awkward. And one of the spin-offs of that is, is the customer can tell. You know, people, people read people quite naturally. Um, and she, she had a real problem at the end of the sale. So one of Ray's top talents is something called empathy. But Ray didn't use her empathy. So she started to use it and she worked out a way. I didn't tell her how to do this. I, I generally don't tell people what to do. Because when, when someone coaches, the person, the person being coached comes up with their own ideas and they buy into those ideas, they're their ideas, and they're more likely to use those ideas than if someone else tells them. So Ray came up with and devised on, on a couple of calls that we had, she devised a, a way that she would start using her empathy and demonstrating to the customer that actually she did understand their, their point of view, their position, and particularly how they were feeling. And the way that she did that was really just through verbalizing that. So she verbalized with the customer that she had an understanding of their position, the situation that they were in at this moment in time. And what she found was people became more open. Her customers became more open. More dialogue was created. And because of Ray's understanding, it didn't always lead to a sale in the moment, but what she found was, was that when she did follow up those people, firstly, they remembered her, and secondly, they must have liked her because more people actually bought. So, actually, she would only have got there by focusing on the things that she was, that were innate, the things that she was naturally good at. And, and maybe some of the, some of the things that her then employer expected her to do, or wanted her to do were the most awkward for her. They wanted her to be quite hard-nosed. They wanted to be very direct with people, and they really wanted her to hassle, hassle the customer. That's, that's that was their measurement of effort. And and what Ray did, and 
it worked because her sales closure rate grew and the number of sales she made grew actually worked for her by just being a bit more empathetic or by being empathetic so that's that's the whole process if you like if we can call it a process i don't really like the word but from when we first started out right through to now is about taking a look at those talents that can help us get to where we'd like to be to help us overcome or to achieve and be happier in what we do yes i i, uh, I love that yes yeah it's super nice and i would like to pick up on a few points there that you mentioned so um owning uh, the talent and realizing actually that something is a talent um we already talked about in the past but um gaining more confidence and i i assume also motivation is when you really have like maybe an external person or an external tool that tells you this is a talent and i think this is what the strengths assessment does it, it gives you an external um objective validation <laughs> of the things that you're good at um, and uh, sometimes people who are not super confident need this to get their confident yeah. boosts, like you, like you say. So there's something, there's something scientifically proven and uh, um, millions of people have done this. Uh, so there must be something in it if they tell me this is a talent and this is a strength of mine. Um, mm. super, super nice. So everyone um, who might not be as confident and is listening to this, if you want to find out what you're good at, um, even just for fun, not just for uh, selling, and we mentioned that before, you can use this model for all kinds of things in your mm. life to get to know you better, to get to know what you're actually good at, um, which will help you in all kinds of situations in life. I uh, suggest really um, to do the assessment and find out what you're good at. And you might be surprised or you might not be surprised, but at least you have this external validation tool that um, can tell you, yes, this is what you're good at. And then you can, you can make um, yeah. use this as a tool, like you, you mentioned um, of this Ray, um, and you, you will be able to overcome challenges. Um, but you have to be, I think, and this would be my question to you as well, you have to be conscious about it. So once you do the tool, you, um, it comes up with these are your um, strengths and your, your um, talents that you can use. But remembering that you have them is another thing. So I think um, the things, the steps that we talked to uh, through in the, in the previous episodes as well help with that because uh, it's really uh, some work behind it and what you should do and you talk to people about it and you underline things. So you're constantly reminded about this. But do you have any any further tips apart obviously of working with you for a while <laughs> also over a few months but any other tips on how to remind myself of of what came out of this tool yeah i um one tip i recommend i thoroughly recommend is that you use the insight guide so when you when you go on and, and you you do your assessment at the end of the assessment you get two reports and they're both really good the insight guide is, is particularly good because it's tailored to you. It's bespoke to you and the arrangement of your in most intense talents. Uh, the, and it gives you an explanation of how you use each talent page by page. And at the bottom of the page, it gives you some things to think about relative to that talent. Now, what I would suggest, it, it's really easy to say well they're my top five most intense talents let's start using them my suggestion would be 
that you look at them one at a time and that you don't rush in and try and do everything. Because usually if someone does rush in and try to do everything, then the results people get from that are usually less than average. So just focus on one talent at a time and just focus on and remember what that talent is. And in, in terms of learning, become a conscious competent. And as Christine just suggested, that means you need to think about what you're doing. You need to think about how you're gonna use that particular talent, what you're going to do and, and be aware. So if you are, if we're using this in the sales context, context which we are, be aware with your, when you're with customers of whatever that talent is, your empathy or your adaptability or your achiever, whatever the talent is, be aware of it and be thinking about how you can use it. And then when you spend time with the customer, when you've had that moment with a customer or maybe with a colleague or as I said before, with your manager, think about how that talent actually manifested itself during that interaction. Think, did you, did you use it? Did you do something with it that you've not done before? Because if you do it all the time, then that's great. But what you want to do is you want to stretch it. So you want to come out of your comfort zone with that talent and go into the stretch zone. Because what you're doing is you're investing effort there in stretching and honing that particular talent. So if, if you just stay stuck with it as you, where you are, then you're not, you're not, improving and, and you're probably not achieving and being as happy as you could be so so just think about each talent and i'd suggest you you spend at least two or three weeks just focusing on one talent at a time so that would be my suggestion even if you don't speak to me or anyone else that that looks at uh, clifton strengths even if you don't speak to someone look at look at that insight guide Look at the suggestions at the bottom of each page and just do it on one at a time and leave about two to three weeks between each one at least. I mean, some people might say, well, I'll spend a month or a couple of months just on my number one and then go to number two. And, and what you're really looking for, you're, looking, you're obviously looking to get to where you want to go. What you're looking for is to a point at which this becomes a little bit more normal. I would use the word habit, but um, there's a lot of misinformation out there about habit. So uh, until it becomes more comfortable, until it, until the things you're doing become more, I guess, natural. Or, well, they will be natural, but where it's not such a stretch. And then try adding another one. Try adding another next talent and how you're going to use that. How you're going to use that to get to that result. Or maybe a different one. Yeah, how are you going to use that to handle difficult conversations? So it might be something different. And yes. mm -hmm. one last thing, like I said, look at your first, your first talent, and the most intense one. Uh, you don't always have to do that. If you look at your top five, work out which one's going to give you the most impact. If you can do that, think, well, I've got, um, I've got adaptability and I've got connectedness. And what I'm trying to do is I'm, I'm trying to, gives when I'm with customers, I'm trying to give them the best experience. Which one of those am I going to use? And, and so it doesn't have to be in order. Yes, and That's I think uh, amazing. This is always a one thing at a time thing that uh, we should uh, 
uh, apply to more situations in our lives in general. Um, I would also make another suggestion um, is to actually print things out <laughs> if you can or have a piece of paper and write it down. Um, maybe if the talent that you want to focus on for these weeks or months um, because I'm a visual person, I need to remind myself constantly because I can put my best intentions in, but I don't have, if I don't have a constant reminder, I forget about it. It's a busy day and I didn't think about stuff. So um, maybe it's something if uh, you are a visual person, write down the word um, that is uh, one of your strengths uh, that you want to focus on. Uh, on a piece of paper and have it around you in your work environment or wherever you want to use this. Um, maybe if you have a habit of uh, or a morning routine or an evening routine where you do some journaling, where you're writing, where you do some reading, you could include maybe, um, and I'm, I'm saying all these things because I will do those. <laughs> I just came up with those um, because also I have done the training, uh, the training with you obviously and the assessment and I have not done too much with it I have to really say because it just a busy life took over um, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do exactly what I just said I'm gonna put it on a piece of paper to remind me but I'm gonna read this inside guide so these few paragraphs about this one strength in the morning to remind myself what that actually means and then maybe in the evening when I write down uh, things anyway because I'm, I'm having like a short journal not longer journals but I might write down how I've used those um, on the day. And then, like you say, it becomes more and more natural and more and more easy to remember and use it. So these would be maybe also some of my suggestions have even just a dedicated strength journal <laughs> if you want uh, to do that. Hmm. A really good idea. Uh, I, I like that idea, Christine. <laughs> I think that having something visual, actually if, just thinking about some other things that are visual, if you, if you go into YouTube, and you type in Clifton Strengths and then the, the talent theme. So if you put in, in Clifton Strengths and you put in their input, so if one of your um, in most intense talents is input, there, there mm -hmm. are some little videos there as well. Oh, that, lovely. That you can watch and it gives you someone talking about, someone that's got input as one of their most intense talents talking about how they use it. So you can also use video. I like the idea that you said of having something that's quite visual as a reminder when you when you yeah. get up in the morning that's a really good idea you can even create a vision board so anyone who's listening and doesn't know what that is you take a big piece of paper a3 it can also be a small piece of paper it can also be digital and i'm sure there's going to be some apps um if you're more an app lover um but and then you can use this vision board on even your phone as a background to see it or if you have it um uh, offline basically you can have it um hung up in in your room and you can create a vision board per strength basically so uh and what does it mean for you with quotes with uh, some images maybe um attached objects to it so it's really there's no right or wrong for a vision board it's just for you um to remind yourself of things and a lot of people use this actually to achieve goals so i think this could be also a nice way of um, doing things hmm. Yes, all yeah, these nice that's, ideas. That's good. Yeah, thank you, Mark. That is, uh, that's lovely. That uh, gave me another push um, to start tomorrow again <laughs> with implementing it because sometimes, like, you know, you do things and then you let them go and then you think, ah, I need to pick that up again. So thank you. Um, what else do we have in the aim phase? Anything else that you want to mention? The, I'd, I'd like to mention that that 
aim, if you like, that's quite fluid. So what what I find people do is is that they they get to a point where they're happier. So they get to a point where they achieve a goal, they get to their objective, and then something else happens. They have another idea or desire or need to do something else. And they can go back to their talents, their most intense talents, to, to do that as well. So some people that I've worked with, I've worked with for longer than, excuse me, I've worked with for longer than three or four sessions, and, and it's, it's an ongoing, ongoing program. So don't think that once you've, once you've got to where you originally wanted to be, that you're going to stop there, because human beings have this urge internally to progress. And once we get there, we want to get to the next, the next destination. So that then could be, you know, that new job or that promotion within the organisation where originally we, we were looking for improvement in what we're doing now. We then might want to move that on further. So always go back to your most intense talents and work, work with your intense talents to say, how am I going to get to that next step? And it, it becomes... It becomes a natural thing to do to do that. So rather than thinking, how do I need to change? How do I need to be someone different to get there? We start to think, how can I use my talents to get there? And there's a massive difference in those two. So that would be an added suggestion once you get to where you want to be. Okay, I think um, there was already a lot in there. Um, how, to, how to make use of them and how to make them... Uh, uh, yeah, how to implement them in your life. Uh, we obviously focused on selling with your strengths, but we mentioned before, really, this assessment is uh, eyes opening <laughs> for a lot of situations yeah. in your life. Um, there is also a um, leadership uh, series coming up in the podcast where I'm talking to a different coach who's using the, amongst other things, uh, the same assessment to work uh, in teams or to become a better leader. Um, so there's so many. Uh, applications for this um, and it's uh, also affordable so uh, it doesn't cost you hundreds of pounds or euros or dollars um, have a look the link is on the website creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast if you go to the selling with your strengths um, series you will find all the links there you can also find of course mark's linkedin there and contact details uh, in case you want to maybe work with him, uh, have a chat with him, uh, link up with him on LinkedIn, um, get connected with him for sure, because he's a, an amazing person to have in your circle. So that would be my suggestion at least. Yeah, just based on what you said, Christine, if someone does their, their assessment, so, so they go online and they take the Clifton Strengths assessment and they've got a couple of questions that they're thinking, I'm not sure about this or that, just, just get in contact with me. I'll, I'll, I'll be delighted to have a conversation with you. Um, so just do that on an ad hoc basis. So drop me an email, contact me through LinkedIn, and uh, I'm sure that I'll be able to arrange to have a, a conversation with you about those couple of questions that you might have. So thank thanks, you. thanks very much, Christine. Yeah, thank you. Amazing. Uh, so everyone, make sure you take him up on this offer. And the last thing maybe I want to say is also that Mark and I have done an amazing marketing and sales training, where me personally, I learned a lot and Mark also said he did. Um, and also mm -hmm. all our um, participants were amazed by it. Um, we will probably do it again in the future life. However, um, we're about to release um, the 
the program that we recorded so that you can buy the recordings and get a session with me and Mark included in those. Um, I will make sure that I include also this link in uh, this series on the creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. And everyone else, I'll speak to you next week. Thanks so much, Christine. And goodbye, everyone. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.